Hello and welcome to Historia Podcast with me, Jack Pettit, and our resident historian, Paul Fletcher. Episode five now of our Cold War origin series. And this episode, we're going to be trying to answer the question, why was the Truman Doctrine and the idea of containment so important to the development of the Cold War? Fletch? Jack? Here we go. Here we okay. go. So let's start. Can you explain uh, how containment became more important in American foreign policy between summer of 45, so Potsdam, um, to around March 47? Okay. Uh, so as we've mentioned in previous podcasts, Potsdam Conference... July, August 1945, and this new president, uh, Truman, turns up, and he has got to start dealing with the Soviet Union on a personal basis with Stalin at that conference. Now, Truman was a very, very inexperienced politician in terms of foreign affairs, um, basically was essentially anti-communist, um, was emotionally less willing to understand the Soviet point of view uh, than, Trump, than uh, Roosevelt sorry, had been. Um, and his experience, as I mentioned previously in an earlier podcast, his experience at Potsdam convinced him that the Soviet Union, and uh, Stalin in particular, could not really be uh, reasoned with and they were not really sort of uh, trustworthy allies. Um, but Truman didn't fully understand what was going on, didn't understand why things were going on. And so he had a sort of emotional response after um, Potsdam, which can be summed up by the words, get tough. So just if you got tougher, waved a bigger stick at the Soviets, somehow they would respond and they would... Uh, be uh, better and more compliant as allies and more willing to listen to the American point of view. And of course, what Truman really wanted, like most of us, is that Truman wanted an answer. He wanted an explanation of the world around him. I mean, that's probably common for all of us on a personal uh, level as well. And um, things had certainly got worse by uh, the early 1946, the, uh, the uh, Soviets were refusing to uh, move their troops out of Iran, um, where they'd sent troops in World War II to safeguard the, the oil supply. Um, they were beginning to make demands for uh, bases in Turkey and the Mediterranean. And, um, you know, Truman just felt as though he couldn't understand what was going on, what Stalin was up to. And, uh, well, what do you do in any situation where you don't understand what's going on, you find an expert and, and ask them, you know, whether you go ask a lawyer or a doctor or uh, a plumber or electrician, well, that's what happened here. And um, so they identified one person who they thought would know the answer. This was a guy called George Kennan. Now, George Kennan at the time was out in Moscow. He was at the uh, Moscow embassy. Kennan was considered to be one of the leading experts on Russia uh, and the Soviet Union. 
in, in the State Department, in other words, in the Foreign Ministry. So he's American. So he's American. He's been served. He was serving out in the embassy in Moscow from 1933. He'd been out in the 1920s in Riga, um, which is the capital of Latvia, where the American, because of course the Americans hadn't had an embassy until 1933, uh, but they'd established a sort of outpost in Riga, um, in uh, Latvia, to try to understand what was going on. So, you know, you look at this guy, and this guy's got a long track record of dealing with the Soviets, um, and therefore people thought, right, this is the guy who'll give us a give us a, an answer to try to explain what Stalin wants and what the Soviet Union wanted. Well, they certainly got an answer, all right. And this answer was known as the long telegram. 8,000 words. For those who are uh, younger than I am, uh, a telegram, I suppose, the closest we'd say to is it's the email of its day, okay? Um, sent over uh, wires um, and take a long process to actually sort of um, create the words that's going to be going. So to create, you know, 8,000 words was uh, astro yeah, astronomically difficult job to do. But that long telegram was sent to Washington and had an absolutely fundamental impact on American foreign policy and the way Americans viewed Russia. So uh, is that why it's called the long telegram? Because, because it's 8,000 words, correct. Yeah, because it's unusually long. Um, now, uh, you know, the, the Truman Institute uh, library um, actually considers the long telegram to be as important in American history as uh, the Declaration of Independence. Wow. And I'll explain later why that is. So what did the Long Telegram say? Well, it basically said, look, it said, um, yes. It said the Soviet Union is heavily armed. Uh, yes, uh, the Soviet Union is expansionist. Yes, that expansionism was driven by ideology. In other words, communism intrinsically wanted to expand and take over places. Uh, and that, yes, you couldn't actually peacefully coexist with the Soviet Union. But what actually Kellen also said was that the Soviets understood brute force, they understood power, and that therefore, if you had enough force, enough power, you could stop them and they would be stopped and they, they would stop of their own free will. And um, he introduced a word, which of course hadn't been used before in official circles to uh, explain that whole idea. And that word was of course the word containment. Now, you know, I don't think we can possibly underestimate the impact this had. This, this long telegram was printed off and it was circulated to hundreds of VIPs, you know, within the government in, in, uh, in, in Washington. So it still get private. It still get private, but it's circulated in the government, gets to Truman, gets to leading figures, you know, within his administration. And they all look at this and think, wow, this is it. This is the answer. We have the answer. Okay, and so therefore, in 1946, the American government basically ex accepts Kennan's view and Kennan's explanation of Russia's behavior as its own official policy. This is reinforced, this process is reinforced during 1946, uh, when in March 1946, Churchill makes his Iron Curtain speech, basically saying, that the Europe has now been divided and it's been divided by this metaphor, uh, the Iron Curtain, and behind the Iron Curtain there is, you know, Eastern Europe and it's now being controlled by this uh, nasty man, uh, Stalin, you know, and this, and this communism is a threat to 
Western Europe. So, Stal- um, ch- sorry, Churchill makes this speech in America. He makes that He's speech in America, yes. no longer Prime Minister. He's no longer Prime Minister, and he makes that speech. But although he's no longer Prime Minister, the Americans have a huge deal of respect for Churchill. You know, great wartime leader, uh, a man of great influence. And, and I think the point about that speech, the importance of that speech, is it reinforced to Truman, a comparative newcomer on the international stage, that what he was reading from Kennan was correct. So it confirmed, if you like, his prejudice, his bias. Do we know if Churchill knew about the long telegram? We don't. That's a a matter of debate amongst historians. Some think that, in actual fact, that Truman allowed Churchill to say what he said to get more people to accept the idea of containment. Other people think that the speech was actually having an impact on Truman. So it's, right. not, it's not clear. But whatever way around, it certainly had an impact. And we can see the impact because, of course, you said March 1947. In March 1947, Truman went to Congress, okay? And he made a speech to Congress. And the point of that speech was that he wanted Congress to approve uh, $400 million in aid to Turkey and especially Greece in order that they could that those governments could fight communists. In particular, Greeks had a civil war to be going since 1945 between the, between the government and the, and, and the communists within Greece. And Truman made this speech, and Truman justified this aid to Congress in grounds of the containment. He used the containment explicitly, saying that it was America's job to stand up to communism throughout the world. So here we've got the development of American policy. American policy politically here is we must contain, i.e. stop the spread of communism. Yes, correct. But it's got an economic twinge to it. Not not yet. It will have. It will have have later on that year. But the point is that that speech goes down in history as the Truman Doctrine. Doctrine meaning? The philosophy, the set of ideas, what you're going to do. And that that Truman Doctrine, that speech, is justified by this idea of containment. And it marks the start of containment, that the way of dealing with Russia or Soviet communism is to contain it at every opportunity. It marks the start of that as being central to American policy. Mm. Okay. Brilliant. So let's answer the question, right? So why was the Truman Doctrine then and the idea of containment so important for developing the Cold War and in some ways, well, in in all ways, worsening relations between the superpowers? Okay, so in the short term, hugely important because it's containment that is the justification for Marshall Plan and that year, and then martial aid, which is being given out from 1948, okay? Obviously, massively important in the development of the Cold War. You therefore get containment also being used as the justification or the rationale for standing up to Stalin in the Berlin blockade and the Berlin airlift. You get, again, containment is the rationale, the justification for the formation of NATO. These are all steps being taken to stop 
what's seen as Soviet aggression. It has to be done. It's the only way to contain it, okay? Yeah? Then, of course, you get it being applied to further afield. So when the Chinese uh, Communist Party wins a civil war in China, what's America's reaction? Oh, it now had to stop communism there. It had to contain it. So that explains why, therefore, the Americans put the 7th Fleet in to protect what was then known as Formosa, and we now know as um, Taiwan, which is where the sort of nationalists had fled to. And the Americans said, no, we're going to protect that. We're not going to allow you to take Taiwan. And we've still got that today with the Americans still protecting Taiwan against the Chinese uh, Communist China. Um, look at Korea. So North Korea invaded South Korea. What happened? The Americans then got involved in the Korean War. Why? Because it's an example of containment. Sure. And so what containment therefore does fairly quickly is it begins to not only, well, it begins to, to make the Cold War into a more global thing because the Americans see this as not just about containing communism within Europe, and that's obviously a big thing, but they also begin to see it as they've got to contain communism wherever it turns up right the way across the board. So not just Russian communism, or Soviet communism, but also well, they but they see but they see all communism, even Chinese communism, as being linked back to Moscow, as being inspired by sure the Soviets. Sure. Now, so that's the sort of short term, and that's really massive, you know, massive importance. But why, if you go back to what I said before, you know, why do some people, why do the Truman Institute Library consider the uh, long telegram to be as important as Declaration of Independence. Well, the thing is, is that is that the long telegram and the idea of containment actually underlies or underpins the whole of American foreign policy between March 1947 and 1990 and the end of the Cold War. And that is that the attitude toward the Soviet Union where, and communism must be one of containment, must be one of opposing it. You can't understand Vietnam without seeing that that's part of containment. You can't understand why America gets involved. You can't understand why does America um, blockade Cuba and uh, you know pick an argument with Cuba without seeing it's about the stopping of the spread of communism containment. Likewise with the uh, Soviets getting into Afghanistan later on in the in you know the early nineteen eighties, then. All of this is about containment. It runs as a consistent theme throughout the Cold War and explains the Cold War. And it's so important that even in the 1970s, when you get an attempt to um, diffuse the, uh, the, the, the crisis, the tension between the two, uh, called détente, well, détente at the end of the day fails and is abandoned by the Americans. Why? Because... Détente is seen as undermining containment. The Soviets were getting ahead in the nuclear arms race as the Americans saw it. And also, of course, the Soviets had invaded Afghanistan. And so therefore, when push came to shove, it was containment that won out against détente. You can't understand Ronald Reagan without realising that Ronald Reagan promises to contain the Soviet Union. That's why he is elected. Mm. However, there is one other way in which containment was important, and it's a positive way. 
Containment was not about rollback. It wasn't about pushing the Soviets back. It was about containing where they got to. And so therefore, in part of containment was an acceptance that the Soviet Union had got what it's got and would keep it. There was not going to be a rollback. And so therefore, one can argue that the importance of containment is that it ensured or helped to ensure that the Cold War remained just that, a Cold War rather than a hot war. Yeah, really interesting. I, I haven't thought about it in that way before. Yeah, really interesting. Thank you. Not a problem. As always, um, thanks for listening. Uh, join us next time for episode six, where we're going to be looking at arguably a consequence of the Truman Doctrine, which is, of course, Marshall, George Marshall's plan and subsequently his aid to Europe. Thanks for listening.